Let me tell you what Joe Budden has thought this entire time. I've been better than you this entire fucking decade. Huh? Can't say that back then. Can't say that back then. But in my rapper brain... I'm a content nigga. You got to say something. You have not said anything for the better part of a whole fucking decade. That's true. You have rhymed a bunch of words. podcast with yours truly i go by the name of chi everybody knows me as charles i say that because i just went back i just got back into school this past week and one of my professors who listened to my um podcast uh professor amber reinhardt (laughs) you know she um said she was listening to it but she didn't know because the there's three co-hosts. Um, she didn't know which one I was because I didn't go by my real name. So for those that, you know, once they, once you start hearing the podcast more, once we deliver it more, you're going to know who's who and what's what. This is a solo episode, ladies and gentlemen. I've decided to do a solo one based upon this topic that I've been meaning to discuss for better part of a week. We touched a little bit. We touched on it in episode seven. Um, also, thanks. I've been getting... I've been hearing a lot of people talk about episode seven. They really liked it. They really enjoyed the bonus episode that came out yesterday. Or not yesterday, Wednesday. Um, so, appreciate everybody that's tuning in, that's listening. I cannot thank y'all on behalf of the Everyday Brothers. Um Thank you for the love, for the support and everything. I really, we really appreciate it. So this episode is going to be covering the ongoing, well, I won't say ongoing, but it's the, the ride, the beef, whatever you want to call it, between two of my favorite rappers in the game right now, Okay. I can't say in the game right now. I can say of all time. Joe Button and Eminem. We've been hiding under a rock. And if you didn't listen to the uh, seventh episode, Eminem released Kamikaze. And when he released Kamikaze, he basically came out and 
dissed Joe Button. He dissed an onslaught of people. He dissed Drake. He dissed um, the mumble rap, MGK. You know, he dissed all these. He dissed all these rappers. And in the process of the track Fallen, okay, in the track Fallen, Eminem has a line where he um, basically, he has a verse, he starts a verse off by saying, Somebody tell Button before I snap, he better fasten it or I'll have his body baggage zipping. The closest thing he had to hits is smacking bitches. When I heard that line, as a fan of Eminem, I thought he could have became the better. And especially because you're talking about a domestic violent, a domestic abuse accusation on Joe Budden that happened years ago. And M, Eminem has, his career has been surrounded by the same thing. So... Everybody was anticipating. They was thinking that Joe Bunn was going to do a release. He was going to release an album, record and all this stuff, stuff. I was one of the very few people that stuck with the guns. No pun intended. But stuck with the, the motion that Joe Button is not going to rap. He is not going to respond to this. And then the podcast came out. Now, the timeline in which this podcast happened, let me break this down to y'all. I, like I said, big fan of both people. Big fan of, of both. Now, I happened to wake up roughly around like three, maybe four o'clock in the morning, Wednesday, Wednesday. And I'm on Instagram and I came across a Joe Button clip that he posted, which was the clip that you heard in the beginning of the episode. And when I heard that, I got up, like I perked up and I was like, oh, okay, this is about to be interesting. And all I was doing was just sitting there waiting, waiting waiting, anticipating this. 8 a.m. When is 8 a.m. hitting? And then five, and then he dropped another snippet on his Instagram. And this right here killed it. Time. We're a John Line. Everlast? It stung you a little bit. And Everlast had the smoke I know you don't know about me. You better go check my fucking car first, man. You better go ask some niggas that's close to you. I live for this type of 
shit. And all of that rapidy rap, lyrical, miracle bullshit, any nigga who wanted like that to think they wanted with me, I don't think you would fare well. I also think it's really corny when retired niggas pop shit about the, what they woulda, coulda, woulda done. <laughs> so, I feel like I'm in control of the rules here, Em. I'm backed now. You're not so much. I heard that, and this was like five minutes before 8 o'clock hit, and I was so amped because I really wanted to hear what he had to say in these snippets of, of sound bites that he's delivering. It's just like, it, it has me eager. It has me anticipating. Like, I want to see what, I want to hear what he's going to say. And he spent the next 100 in one minute, okay, an hour and 25 seconds, 25 minutes, sorry, in 50 seconds, he spent tearing Eminem apart, tore him apart. There were certain things that Joe Button said that if you're an Eminem fan, it stung a little bit. Because it's true. Eminem has not released any content that was and I'm 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 starting with the little stuff. I'm starting with the little stuff first because there's bigger there's bigger things that Joe Button brought up that I feel is worth mentioning. But Joe Button said that He hasn't put out anything like he hasn't been hot like like he hasn't been hot in the past decade. So what I did was I looked at the discography. I looked at the content in a decade between these two. Okay. And this is what Eminem has released within this decade. Relapse was released. Relapse was released. To me, the worst album that he has ever come out with. Relapse. Then he came back with Recovery. Recovery is by far my favorite Eminem album. If you were to ask me to put them in order, Recovery, to me, is his best album. Yes, I said it. 
So then it was Relapse Recovery, the Marshall Mathers LP2, Revival, and Kamikaze. It's five albums that Eminem's dropped. Out of these five albums that he's dropped, I feel two of them were instant classics, which is Recovery and Kamikaze. Revival was good. Out of the five, Revival comes in third. The Marshmallows LP comes in fourth. And Relapse is dead last. Horrible. Just, like, just horrible. Okay? So now we go and we look at what Joe Button has done within this time frame. So, Button dropped Mood Music 4 in 2010. Okay? He dropped Mood Music 4. He dropped No Love Loss. All love. He dropped No Love Lost, Some Love Lost, All Love Lost, and Rage Against the Machine. I mean, Rage in the Machine. Not Rage Against the Machine, but Rage in the Machine. All five of those bodies of work were classics. Okay? I'm not saying... Now, mind you, remember, I'm a fan of both people. But I can tell you, Move Music 4, crazy. If you follow Joe Button, if you don't, he his Move Music series has always been good. 4 was, an, and four was good. And then he came with the No Love Loss, which was his, you know, I'll say his claim to fame back into the end like back into the mainstream you know he had the hits you know she don't put it down like you and you know that was the big hit and then the nba then he had another joint the castles joint that was you know it was a it was a it was a gym it was a hidden joint it was a hidden single but None to say none to say the least that came out. Then he dropped some love laws. It was an EP, but it was dope. You know, he had the he had hits. I mean, he had the, one of my favorite songs. You know, on the album is "Only Human" and followed by you know. Ordinary Love Shit Part 4. If you follow Joe Budden, you know the Ordinary Love Shit story. You know, and, and that's what he did. He dropped that. Then he dropped All Love Loss. That was a good album. I mean, it wasn't... Com- it, was, it it didn't have the, the big commercial push, but it was still dope. It was still a dope album. You know, I can, you know, people can listen to people was really feeling these albums. And then The Rage and the Machine, his final album, 
it was it was good. He went in. He went in on that joint. And then in that album. Actually, no, I take that back. It wasn't Rage. I was going to say Rage had Slaughter Mouse on there, but it wasn't. It was All Love Lost. Now, Slaughter Mouse is an is is a record that he just revealed was a diss record. But anybody that's listened to the album and listened to Slaughter Mouse, you know at the end of the song, it fades out. And you don't know what else is said. When he released it and when he was, when people were talking about it, he was doing his press run for the album and people were bringing this up and saying, this, like, this song is kind of... Are you dissing him? And he was like, you know, no. But then when Joe Button explained it in the podcast, he basically said, if anybody knows me when I diss somebody, I start with love. He starts with love and then he ends it with (laughs) slaughtering you, which is why I think that he said it fades out and he was saying you don't know what's left on the record because it fades out. So he admitted on the podcast, this is what it is. This is this is what it is. This is what this is this is why I did what I did. So music wise, content wise, Joe Button is right. And I'm a fan of both, and I can tell you he's right. Recovery was M's to me his best work because he was coming from a dark place and showing that he's back and he's overcome all the obstacles and there's hidden stuff in there that can help people get through life that can help people see things and understand things and everything. You just have to listen to it. And Kamikaze, we 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 all know what Kamikaze was. Kamikaze was a straight. It was a Kamikaze. So five for five, two for five. If anybody wants to try to hold debate and explain how. Any other album that Eminem's dropped in this decade. So from 2008 to 2018, if you can describe to me or show me where M is, what 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 other albums other than these two were good? That were better than the Joe Button albums. Because see, when Joe Button did the 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 Love Loss trilogy, there was a story behind that. There was a story behind that. When he released his albums, there's always content, there's always something there. It's always something that's gonna pull you, that's gonna get you, that's gonna catch your attention, and he's gonna be speaking the story. 
That's why I love Joe Button. That's why I love how Joe Button rapping his wordplay because he's always telling a story. There's always a story behind the records. And there's certain songs that I listen to that is relatable, that I can relate to, which is what I think he was saying as far as the content. Like, you're not doing anything that's relatable to people. MGK said it best. Like, you sit back and, yeah, you study the dictionary. You know all these words. And you rap good. I'm not discrediting Eminem. This is not me butchering Eminem. This is not me disowning Eminem as one of my favorite rappers. Because he is. But as a fan, I must admit, there's there's no there's there's no content. There's nothing that has changed in the you know yeah you've you've changed some of your words and your messages because I know because I've listened to what he's saying. But to the to to the ear, to the person that's not really paying attention, at least he's not. So that's. Content music out the way. Now we get to the meat and potatoes and the personal shit. Now we get to the bottom of this where where Joe Button takes this and goes. He goes so far and he brings up so much. Joe Button said, I've been studying you since I believe he said 1997. He's been studying. Watching his career, watching what's going on. He's been studying. And he noticed there were certain things in the way M was moving. Mind you, remember, he was signed to Shady under Slaughterhouse. So when they're trying to do all this stuff and Joe is Joe is the one. That kind of will start to question. He sees something and he'll go and question that situation and won't stop questioning it until he gets an answer. And that's what he did. He started to question. He wasn't he wasn't getting answers. He started to dig a little bit more deeper. And, you know, truth be told, M can't, you know, a lot of. I believe shady business was going on. No pun intended. They were taking Joe Button's verses off of the the emo tracks. The emotional tracks. But if you listen and pay attention to Slaughterhouse and you pay attention to when they rap and they rap the, the emo rap, the emotional rap. Joe Button is probably one of the best people, best emo rappers in the game. Like, I don't care what nobody says. You hear his pain in the raps. And it makes me think back. It makes me think back to... A cipher that took place. A few years back, about four years ago.
And it makes me think about what he was saying in this rap. Jersey City, New Jersey. Now we can do this a couple of different ways. It really depends. We're giving classic NY jeans over the Thames. Or I could spit about my car and have to sit on the rims. Or I could tell you why I'm hot and disappear like Mims. But the bars there put that on guard. Ask an atheist. And if I ain't the bomb, at least I'm in the blast radius. I'm beating these kids and dyking Shit, I like the terror. AP, be on my actions. I'm in the Viking era. Moment of truth, I give you facts right now. Fuck the cipher. My mind ain't on rap right now. So it's fuck metaphors and punches, all the witty shit. Got a missing uncle and another need a kidney flip. Face says I've been stressed. I got a aunt getting her ass kicked by MS. Nigga, why am I here? For the look, for the promo. Shit, the bothered from the start. Cause the cancer left his lungs and it's on my grandfather's heart. Yeah. Just not the side that the beat is on I'm supposed to put that to the side when the beat is on I'm planning a funeral I'm getting the hearse ready These niggas only wanna ask me if the verse is ready Now the how do I feel Now the how do I deal If that's life, the nigga has it real These last couple of days I've been speaking to my peers Giving them cries for help I guess they need to see the tears Wait as part of all of that is They'll shoot a suicidal rapper right here on the bridge But fuck it Got a partner, shout out to my squad and the house gang, shady, I'm gone, nigga, my job is done. So when I heard that, I started to think more about what he is saying and where the position lies. And I know he was going through some things at that time, but then you also got to look at the stories that he was saying as far as the moves that he was trying to do with Slaughterhouse and what they were trying to do and go on tour with M and open for M and Shady's, you know, the the record label is like, nah, they don't tour. You can't open for them. I'm breaking everything down and I'm trying to understand why you're not going to let your boys, the people that you're signed the people you signed tour with you. It'd be a good look. I look at how he said how M sits at this top like he's up there and it kind of just the fame and everything. He He said a lot. He really said a lot. It took a lot out of it. it I took a lot out of it. And at the end, it's a it 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 appears like it was shady business, like I said, done on M's part. You look at the Kamikaze album and the people he shouted out. He didn't shout out West Side Gun. He didn't shout out, you know. He didn't shout out the 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 the, the team. You know, he didn't shout them boys out, but they're a part of your label. There's certain records that M dropped 
on the album that touched that touched and when Joe Bum brought up Stepping Stones, that's how I felt the same way when I listened to him. When Joe Button said, you know, you're not like your 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 squad is starving. Like they're not they're not good. They don't have the bag. You hit that pinnacle ceiling and you couldn't get you couldn't bring them with you, which is one which is one of the things that I said and I've always said this. Most people, most rappers can't do what like a Jay Z did, like what a Rick Ross has done. Okay, it's very hard to be a MC and then transition from MC to CEO of a record label. It's very hard to do that. Because M is just an artist. That's all he knows. The reason why Jay-Z is successful at being the mogul, the having his label and all this, is because Jay-Z surrounds himself with people that knows the ins and outs. Magic Johnson does the same thing. He surrounds himself with people. This is their job. And he surrounds him he surrounds himself with the right team. Now Dre and Jimmy Iovine and all of them, they left and Eminem's kind of just out in his own and he doesn't know what to do because he's had the guidance of Dre and Jimmy. And Paul, and with Paul going to Dev Jam, that just was all over the place. So M's by himself. And when M dropped Revival and it didn't hit, M felt some way. M decided, okay, this is what I'm going to do and he, you know, with the kamikaze. But then back to the whole D12 situation and him on Stepping Songs very much is saying D12 is over. The friendship is not dead, but the group is dead. Kind of makes you wonder, like, how does, how how does Swifty, Knaivo, no, I mean, Knai, Bizarre, how do they feel about this? Now, Bizarre was on record after MGK dropped his release and you know he made his statement but Joe Bum was like he don't look too good Swift I believe still tours with him you have Kanine and I forgot the other man's name and God rest his soul, Proof. But I think when Proof died, I think that really, that right there really affected the whole group. I, I believe it did. I believe that was the day, the day Proof died, I believe is the same day that D12 died. That's just my personal opinion. You know, God rest his soul. I have no ill. I, listen, I have no nothing bad to say. Proof was always my proof was my second favorite member of D twelve, and everybody loved him. And people said that, and people would say that proof was 
the best one out there. You know, I wouldn't argue that, but my preference is always Eminem. Just because I've heard, like, that's what I heard and this and everything. So, I, I just think that this, this, I don't think that he's going to reply. I don't. You know, there there is the apparent, you know, he did an Insta, an Insta Live video where he was playing Pac-Man and it was very symbolic because MGK has tattoos on his, like, on the top of his neck, like, right at the collarbone of Pac-Man and one of the creatures. And you see Eminem playing Pac-Man. So people are like, oh, this is symbolic. This is a metaphor. He's about to drop a record. He's going to diss. Uh, he's going to come out with his response to MGK. But Joe Button told him. He told him. He said, listen. I want you. To respond. You took my criticism for revival something. Take this criticism, use it, and come come with me. Come correct. And when you come correct, he proceeded to basically say, I am coming for your head. You know, he proceeded to say, I will gut you up, gut you up, all types of shit, you know, he said a lot, you know, I'm, I'm going to play this snippet of what he said and, you know, take it how it is, this is what he said. Poster, because this is when I was at my crossroads. You big enough for me to respond to. <laughs> oh, for, for sure. <laughs> They don't get much. But I mean, be clear, Joe has never responded to niggas because they were famous and because they were oh, yeah, big. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Like I know that that's how it's always looked, even with me and Drake. But I loved, I loved him then. Like I'm gonna always beef with like address niggas that I love because that's when I have a lot to say. When I said M has been my greatest case study, I've been watching M since 1996. You got to be really careful, with niggas. That's a fan of yours. I have a lot to say. And for me to think that he is incapable of saying very much, I don't even really see how it's a contest. <laughs> I'm only not going because I, when I go... <laughs> I mean, there's a boom. There's a boom right behind us. Mike set up. Your engineer is right there. Y'all know me, right? Rory might not know me. Parks knows. I know you. Maul might act like you don't know me. He knows. Maul, what you mean? Maul knows. What you mean? When, 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 when I shoot, <laughs> I'm not just shooting at one nigga. <laughs> I'm shooting at every nigga I think <laughs> has an issue. And unfortunately, it's a few niggas I think got a few issues. So I'm chilling. The end of my crossroads was this. Do we reply to somebody who is who is this big and famous, especially when we know our words hurt? Like, Joe's words meant. Dumb shit's cut 
deep and to a nigga that's already shown himself to be extremely sensitive versus a nigga who's numb to everything i just don't see how it'd be good for you and i do care about you <laughs> well i want to see it i'm just putting that out there true i want to see the dance yeah, I'm ready. i'll buy tickets to that dance let me just say that I would put my money on you though. You know why it would be a quick dance? You know why it would be a quick dance? I don't think he'd respond. He wouldn't respond. Yeah. He would ball up like a nigga do when he get punched in his fucking ribs by a nigga who has punched niggas in his ribs his whole career. And if you ask me, there was a brief moment in time where Mariah had the upper hand on you. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what was funny? I, that was one thing that I was talking about with the homies. I'm like, yo, who has M ever really got into it with? Hey, there was a moment in time. So he's about to go back and talk about the whole Everlast and all this other stuff, so... He's talking about that, but I'm about to just get back because listen to what he says. You better go ask some niggas that's close to you. I live for this type of shit. And all of that rapidy rap, lyrical, miracle bullshit, any nigga who wanted like that to think they wanted with me, I don't think you would fare well. I also think it's really corny when retired niggas pop shit about the, what they woulda, coulda, woulda done. <laughs> so, I feel like I'm in control of the rules here, Em. I'm backed now. You're not so much. Paul is at Def Jam. It even looks weird when Paul is tweeting us about 2 Chainz's album. <laughs> Y'all don't think that's weird? Paul, who has stayed with his fucking megastar his entire career, not associating with anybody real fucking bougie with his act because he's the best act in the world when he's not the best act in the world. Oh, boy, you got a lot of promo for niggas, don't you, Paul? <laughs> Time to show proof. Hey, you know what I think is real funny, Paul? Before my Complex job started, when I walked in Complex and we sat down for the screening the first time with me and Act, know who I saw at Noah's office? You. Know what I said to myself? Why is Paul in complex? That's weird. <laughs> That's odd. Grady's cool with Noah. That's cool. Fast forward, Paul ends up giving Noah a job at Def Jam. That's awesome. Know what I said to myself? Damn, I think Roy should have a job somewhere. That's my opinion. So... I mean, there's, there's more that he says. He breaks down. He would gut him up and take his fucking head off and this, that, and the third. So a lot of people have come to me and asked me my opinion. Like I said, this was going to be an episode where I would discuss my full-fledged opinion of the situation and my and what I think about it. Um, as you know, like I've been saying, this is a... It, 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 it's a tough one for me. You know, I was, I'm a fan of both, but I have to give the edge to Joe. I think that Joe Budden is stating nothing but you know reality i think that he is pushed the envelope he's opened some eyes and ears and everything that he is saying is true and it holds weight because joe whenever joe talks about the truth of the industry he holds weight why do you think Joe Button is in a position he's in now? 
Joe Bunn's been doing this and talking about going against the grain with the media and, and, and the entertainment and the music industry for the longest that he has a voice not to go against it, not to go against the establishment, not to go against what they're standing by or not what the labels are doing, but he's just trying to shed more light to the youth, to the up-and-coming people. Know what you're getting yourself into. And I think with him being the person that he is and saying the things that he is saying, talking about how, you know, Dre and Jimmy backed Kendrick and TDE. And now it's all about Kendrick and TDE. And and Marshall's like the left, like Marshall's now chopped. Like he's, you know, there. And my thing has always been he's secure. Eminem's legacy is cemented. It's the same it's it's the same thing where I have it's the same conversation I have with the Kobe stands of the world that feel or hate the fact that LeBron is with the Lakers. I'm a Laker fan and I'm a Kobe fan. But I tell you this, Kobe, there's nothing that LeBron can do that can ever change Kobe's legacy in the game. There's nothing that nobody can do. There's nothing that MGK can do. There's nothing that G-Eazy can do. There's nothing that, you know, Macklemore. And I'm naming the white rappers because I wanted to be clear. Since people want to use M's success based on him being white. Eminem's success is based on the time frame that he came out. The envelopes that he was pushing, the content in which he was coming at, and the fact, yes, that he was a white rapper, but he was a white rapper talking about controversy that normal black rappers couldn't rap about at that time, but you see they're rapping about it now because the times have changed. Eminem could sit there and talk. He did a song, Mosh. Talking about the whole war. He did a song about that. On Encore. So when I hear people tell me these things. And spew this stuff to me. I kind of get upset. Because I'm like yo y'all discrediting this man and his talent. You know. Somebody. Somebody recently. In a post that my brother made. My brother. He hit me up. Because he asked me about. No he didn't. I, I seen. You know, he made a post. He made a post saying that Joe Bun was upset. I'm not going to say the person's name because you know, I, this person said, and I a hundred percent agreed with what he said. He said the problem with M is he's a great rapper. From a technical aspect, he may be the best to ever do it. However, some rappers don't translate through. Through multiple periods of time. M doesn't translate. His new album is good because he was mad. And settling battle. And setting battle traps. 
which is what he was doing. However, M doesn't relate to the larger back hip hop base, black hip hop base. I can still vibe to Button's first album. I can too. Eminem's first album is like a museum art. You love it and appreciate it for what it is and what it means. But you're not trying to put it on the wall of your living room. I couldn't agree with that statement. Even I couldn't agree with that statement anymore. I 100% agree with what that what this man said. Because it's the truth. Eminem's work is literally like museum art. It is. And that's a good thing because if you look at it, museum art, art goes for thousands, millions of dollars. If you want to be on a price range but you don't want it at the house you don't want it on the wall and this is coming from an Eminem fan who's been a fan of his since hi kids do you like violence (laughs) want to see me stick nine inch nails through each one of my eyelids back then then I had to go back to listen to his first album before the some shit uh, before the 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 uh shit his first album the some shady LP But I don't think that Eminem's going to respond to Joe Button. Do I want to? Do I want to hear it? Do I want to wake up one day or do I want to go on my Instagram or go on Twitter or go on Facebook and see Eminem response to Joe Button? Of course. Of course I want to see it. Because then I want to see this. I want to see. I want to see the bomb. I want to see the explosion. I want to see I want to see the ground rumble. I want to see I want to see Joe Button get into the booth and tear him apart. I believe in my heart of hearts and I'm saying this because He's motivated. When Joe Button said he listened to that Kamikaze album, and the minute he started listening to it, he was rapping. He start, he got up and started rapping. I'm like, oh man, me and my cousin texting each other while the podcast is going on. Yo, Joe is. Yo, this got me so amped because Joe Button is sitting there talking about, yo, I started running around rapping. I was amped. Because Joe Button said there's one rapper that will that can bring him out of retirement. But it wasn't Eminem. And if I watched. His pod, if you watched his his Instagram, he did a he posted a video of him in Crooked Eye. 
it was a pull-up episode that he never wanted to be released. Man, I think it came out. And I have to double check. But Crooked, I thought it was him. And Joe Budden said, no, it's a rapper from New York. So I don't know a rapper. I don't know. I have no idea. Because he never will reveal who that rapper is. But he's made, he's made it very crystal clear on his podcast. You know who you are. Maul and them know it too. But he said it. You heard it. He said, I'll come out of retirement for you. You big enough that I'll come after, out of retirement for you. And a lot of people want to sit there. And a lot of people want to take the, the, the success of Joe Button and not and say, oh, his success is not predicated to go and compete with Eminem. Like, he's not good enough to pe- compete with Eminem because of his success. I'm like, Joe Button, and this, is, and this is for the fans that don't really know who the fuck Joe Button is. Joe Button is a lyrical assassin. He is a part of a group called Slaughterhouse, okay? You're not named Slaughterhouse without being a butcher, without being a killer, without being a surgeon with the mic and pen and will lyrically destroy you with bars and bars and bars and bars. And that's exactly what Joe Button would do to Eminem. I am so sorry, but because of the mere fact that Eminem will have to channel, okay? He will have to channel. This... It will have to channel... Like... He will have to channel... Maybe... Hail Mary... Maybe this even this. I'm set up with you. Talking about our own. Bitch, you owe me. I'm promoting you right now. Yo, let's put the nail in this coffin. I don't wanna be like this. I don't really wanna hurt no feelings. But I'm only being real when I say nobody wants to hear their grandfather rap. Nope. No men have heart attacks. And I don't wanna be responsible for that. So put the mic down and.
but the Joe Button that I've been hearing, the Joe Button I've been hearing, come on now, making of a murderer. No alliances with me can still fuck him too Before we start, to the fans I'm uncomfortable too Stuck in the booth feeling like y'all cause I got love for the dude But now my phone Making of a murderer Okay Y'all remember making of a murderer? Or how about Wake? trying to tell y'all don't underestimate or sleep on Joe Button right now I have it Joe Button number one MGK Eminem gotta do something cause what you don't want what, what, what will drop him a few notches for me is if he goes and there's no response. So basically what you've done is you've shot your shot. You shot it up in the air and you basically said, yeah, I got it. And I'm, I wasn't expecting anybody to come at me because I'm this, you know, because I'm, I'm quote unquote rap God. People are scared to battle me. Because that's the reputation, that's the that's the rep that he's had for so long. And I get it, I understand, because lyrically, Eminem is a walking dictionary. He will lyrically destroy, but when you go against people that are as superior as you, it's kind of hard. We're really going to see how you test it. We're really going to see how you, how you weather these punches. But Joe Button did it without even dropping a beat, without even getting on a song. MGK did it on a song. And shout out to MGK because, you know, he recorded his music video in downtown Buffalo. That's where I'm, that's where I'm recording right now. I'm from Buffalo. So, you know, only time you'll hear that. Man, oh man, let me tell you. Like I said, Joe Button. Eminem don't want that smoke. I think Joe Button with Thanos him. With the snap of a finger. That's just, that that's me. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. I spent almost an hour. Letting you know how I feel about this situation. Um, little quick um, plug, announcement, whatever you want to say. Um, if you are listening on the Anchor app, there is the option of leaving messages, voice messages. Um, if you ever want to leave us a message, whether it's the Everyday Brothers podcast, the Royal Club podcast, 
or the SNS podcast, you can do so by going on. They have a little option. They say if you want to leave a message, you can leave a message as a voice message. You can drop it in there if you want to. Um, we are in the works of getting pages up, Instagrams up. Um, I'm looking more towards a Facebook page or, you know, just because I want to have more of engagement with the, with the audience, with the fans, with the people that listen to it. Um, but like I said, the Anchor app, you can actually leave messages, you can leave recordings and let us know how you feel if you want, if you want to have, if you want us to discuss anything, you know, you can do it. If you have a topic that you want us, you want our opinion on. You can do it. You can drop it off. You know, let us know. We'll bring it to the table. Think, bring it to the table. See if it's something that we want to discuss. See if it's something that's going to be worth, not worth, but is it going to be something that's going to be good? If it's going to give good content. Because a lot of people that I'm getting feedback from that I'm talking to on a one-on-one basis is saying that, you know, this is, this is good. Y'all have a great y'all have a voice y'all have a word y'all have a message to get out there and that's what i'm trying to do with the everyday brothers podcast you know we're trying to spread that um we're in the works of doing um i believe it's going to be a series it's going to break down a lot of things um as far as we touched on it in the bonus episode. All the people that have listened to that bonus episode, I've gotten a lot of reviews about it. I got a lot of great people telling me, not great people, I got a lot of people telling me great things about it. Um, so I think with that bonus, it's gonna be the beginning of a of a series that I wanna I wanna touch base on. I wanna really tune in or focus in on that particular subject so you'll be hearing more from it you'll be hearing more from us you'll be hearing more from everybody um like i said everyday brothers podcast with yours truly uh we also have like i said the royal club podcast with yours truly again and also with sad ace and then you have the sns podcast with Saad, S. Dot, and Sean Pesos. Pesos is also Diddy, also is on, you know, the Everyday Brothers podcast. It's me, him, and Saad. You know, it's the three of us. We will be having guests in the near future. We will be having people that's coming in that's going to voice and talk about their, you know, in in the conversation, you know. So that's going to be... That's that's gonna be it. Um, in the near future, we will be revealing the new logos for the Everyday Brothers podcast and the SNS podcast. I am in the works of working with people and working with one of my cousins and you know a few other people just to get an idea and bring it to the table. So, like I said, this is the Everyday Brothers podcast solo with yours truly, Chi Charles. Um, Gotta, I gotta figure a name for my if I do solo joints. Gotta think of a name for it. Like a subtitled name. If you have an opinion or a thought or idea of a subtitled name for my for, for the solo, hit me up on Anchor. You can hit me on Instagram. Enter underscore 
Energy underscore 52 or Facebook, Charles, last name Gilbert. <laughs> but I'm out, ladies and gentlemen. Have a blessed weekend. I'll catch y'all tomorrow. I'm recording every, I'm recording the Royal Club tomorrow. Take it easy. Be safe.